Mental health conditions can both increase the risk of HIV acquisition and affect HIV treatment outcomes, but few specific programs have been devoted to improving mental health as part of efforts to end HIV as a public health threat in Africa. I'm Stephen Morrissey, Managing Editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, and I'm talking with Catherine Godfrey, Senior Technical Advisor for Adult Treatment at the U.S. President's Emergency Plan for AIDS Relief, or PEPFAR. Dr. Godfrey has co-authored a perspective article about addressing coexisting mental health conditions among people living with HIV in Africa. Dr. Godfrey, which mental health conditions may be risk factors for HIV infection, and what explains those associations? Well, I think that many mental health conditions are a risk factor for HIV acquisition. The best study, perhaps, is depression, but also other disorders are really important as well. Certainly, the major psychiatric comorbidities are important but also things like substance use disorders, which play a role in both the mechanism of HIV acquisition and add to other risk-taking behaviors. And then how can mental health conditions complicate HIV treatment? Perhaps the best studied, as I've said before, is depression. This is an important risk factor for non-adherence to HIV medicines, and it is well described that this condition is associated with treatment failure. It's also associated with mortality in people living with HIV. And that happens in a couple of ways. First of all, because of the progression of HIV disease, but also because of the suicidal ideation and attempts. Nevertheless, despite all of this, you write in your perspective article that mental health is often neglected in clinical practice, including in Africa. So what's explained the lack of focus on mental health in programs that are aimed at preventing and treating HIV? Diagnosing and treating mental health is hard. And really diving into the diagnosis really adds time to a clinical encounter. One of the beauties of PEPFAR has been a simple treatment that's done in an algorithmic way and task sharing. And I think that this is something that can be rolled out to mental health disorders as well. I think that screening technologies and diagnostic tools that can be developed and adapted for mental health conditions in Africa. And I think that they should be. There's already some promising starts. And I think that using the PEPFAR platform might be a really nice way to collaboratively bring better mental health and diagnostics and treatments to a larger population. You note in your article the lack of trained mental health professionals being a global challenge and especially critical problem in Africa. So what approaches, PEPFAR perhaps among them, could help increase access to screening and treatment for mental health conditions despite these resource constraints? Right. As I just said before, it's really the task sharing that's important. The WHO estimates that there are one psychiatrist per 500,000 population, a number that's 100 times greater than what they recommend. So there really is a dearth of trained healthcare professionals. I think that these task sharing ideas, training mid-level providers in specific interventions, such as there's a couple of the CETA mental health initiatives or the friendship bench are two promising approaches that really can be rolled out. Of course, these interventions need to be delivered with fidelity and at scale, so there's a real training need for the mid-level providers. But I think that that is something that is accomplishable. We've now trained many, many, many nurses and mid-level providers to treat HIV. I don't see why the same approach can't be used for mental health. I think there's a general reluctance to tackle mental health conditions, again, because they're hard and because many of the clinicians who are trained in HIV care are not also trained in mental health care. So I think that getting over that barrier is probably a really important one. In fact, in your article, you talk about what you call the stigmatization of mental health and the criminalization of behaviors associated with a high risk of HIV transmission as being additional barriers to mental health care. 
So how could the effects of factors like those be mitigated? Yeah, the criminalization of behaviors associated with HIV acquisition is really a problem in so many different ways. It really is. I think that that needs to be handled on a policy level. And I think government to government activities need to address those things. And I'm proud to say that PEPFAR is engaged in some of these activities. In terms of the stigmatization, some of the stigmatization is actually internal. It's it's self-stigmatization. And I think that in my clinical experience, there's a reluctance for recipients of care to actually come forward and describe behaviors and describe symptoms that are characteristic of mental health disorders, particularly substance use disorders. And finally, what steps is PEPFAR taking or considering taking to increase attention to mental health in its programs? So this is the subject. We're considering a really new initiative, considering rolling out some new activities in this way. There's now a new department that's headed by Ingrid Katz that will be addressing some of these challenges. So we can't do it alone, of course. And I do think that partnering with other groups, particularly governments, the World Health Organization, and other people who are working in this area in the field, including academic researchers, is going to be critical to them. And in particular, I will say that the National Institute of Mental Health has been particularly helpful in understanding and framing some of the problems for us. Thank you, Dr. Godfrey.